1: He doesn't change as much during this film, but he sort of reminds me of, you know how in Showgirls, um, Elizabeth Berkeley's character is just angry and then she's okay? It reminds me of that, where he's kind of just like, there's a switch in his performance that either he can just be neutral or really angry.
0: Eminem only ever did one film vaguely based on his life. And the fact it's directed by Curtis Hansen, who directed LA Confidential, and it's... I just, I was always fascinated by it. And I was like, yeah, I, 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 want, I, I want to talk about a sports film wrapped in hip hop, please. <laughs> hey,
2: everybody, welcome to Flix Watcher Podcast. Today I'm joined by Petros.
0: Hey, fuck the free world. Ariane. Hi.
2: And Helen. Hello. And also Patty, it seems. And we're going to be talking about Eight Mile.
3: Hello, film fans. Welcome to FlixWatcher. Joining us remotely today, we have Petros and Ari. If you could please say hello to our listeners, tell them a little bit more about who you are and what you do, please. Um, hi, I'm Ari Anindita. I'm a
1: writer, comedian, musician filmmaker film podcaster person i do lots of things Ugh, boring i know yeah, right my <laughs> god it's so lame i also do hr at an engineering firm um so <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so i do i have a podcast with the breadcrumbs collective called uh a drip town Lemory, Maine, where i talk about um the things that are too you know new for people to be feeling nostalgic about But I'm pretty young, so I'm allowed to do that. (laughs) Things from the 2000s and 2010s. Um, I was a part of the PCC podcast. You guys had my buddies, Phil and John, on here a while ago. Yep. And they're lovely. Um, I used to do that with them. And, yeah, that's uh, that's me.
2: So what, what kind of feedback do you get from Madrid? down memory lane when you talk about something recent? The people, the old people like me go, that's not, yeah, that's, that's like, not that's nostalgic. Not, that's
1: not nostalgic. It's like, <laughs> you're a baby. I always get that. Or like, I've never heard of this before. What are you talking about? Um, or I didn't know Hannah Montana had this much drama going on during production. It's things like that, you know? Um, yeah, I'd win a pub quiz about Disney stuff, but, you know. Um, <laughs>
2: that's I'm definitely on the older side now. It's I'm, I'm, I had to have someone explain who billy eilish was to me um <laughs> that, that kind of Billie, thing yeah. so billy eilish
1: tiktok and olivia rodrigo yeah, TikTok's also, yeah. Uh, not, tiktok is a not for me i don't get it either so i'm I'll you there <laughs> it's good for cat
3: content that's
2: true it seems it's good for everything content but i just don't don't get it
1: it's really hard like, to navigate because it just it's you just keep scrolling and you can't just pop out for a bit like youtube you know it's bizarre
2: well the one that the one that when i realized i I was too old uh in terms of social media was snapchat
1: because they
2: don't make it they don't make it easy to navigate at all and that's the thing (laughs) i think they purposely made it quite difficult so it made older people like give up (laughs) easily but whereas young people would just persevere and within like a few days you get it but someone who's just trying for the first time is like this makes no sense (laughs) anyway
3: stick to your facebook oldies (laughs) exactly
2: exactly instagram uh p rabbit sorry petros who are you
0: Hello, I am Petros Patsilivas I am, first and foremost, the host of the Caged In podcast, which started off as a Nicolas Cage deep dive and has evolved into a wider look at the Coppola family. I'm trying to find out, are they the greatest film family of all time by watching every single film that family have had something to do with.
2: Had you always planned to split out from Coppola, from uh, Nick Cage when you got to end? Because it's obviously the family tree there is quite extensive, isn't it?
0: No, I had no idea what I was going to do. And then oh, if, really? as, <laughs> as as 2020 happened and like the the slate of films that Nick Cage normally would release in a year, I realized, oh, this is gonna be- this is gonna grind to a halt at the beginning mm. of 2021. And then I think I just came up with like we've got to know Nick Cage, let's find out a bit more about him by understanding the family in which he came from. And like when that kind of twigged in my brain, I went, oh, that's an interesting avenue to take. And I know a lot of people don't know that connection with Nick Cage as well. And I thought it was... That uh, an- sportsman, for example. Then. Yes. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's insane. Like, mm. whilst doing the prep for it, I kind of figured out there's like, there's like people who like marry into the family, and it kind of seems like they're they're legally they're, Coppola's. and their career, their career just like blossoms. So, like Spike Jones, for instance, is he it, part of the Coppola clan?
1: He married so he was, was
0: it? Yeah, he was married oh, yeah. to Sophia Coppola. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, and then it was Francis Ford Coppola was offered being John Malkovich, and then he went, "Ah, mm. oh, here's a slice of nepotism for Spike," and Delicious then it's like
2: nepotism.
0: Boom! We've got Spike Jones's whole career off the back of that. Like, yeah, so it's crazy.
2: Well, that's great. Listen, yeah, the the couple of families is super. I I, I don't tend to know about marriage stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Who's going out with who? Who's married to who? That that kind of leaves me kind of dry. But <laughs> I have I have done some uh, Wikipedia deep dives into the couple of family. Schwartzman was my my kind of like wait what? Yeah, <laughs> kind of connection.
3: They're
1: all related yeah. in some yeah. way. It's it's an inside job, all of it, Hollywood.
2: <laughs> Well, we are here today, guys, to talk about 8 Mile, uh, which is your choice, uh, Petros. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us first of all why you chose it? And then I'm going to bring up a timer. And you've got 60 seconds or less to explain the synopsis.
0: I chose it. One, I think it's r- relatively new at time of recording on Netflix. And it kind of... Is this, go,
2: just going to Ari here, is this relatively new in terms of your podcast, 2002? Is that what that <laughs> figure? It's
0: early,
1: well early, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not okay, that sure. new. I've seen Eight Mile before. You know, I'm not that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I know all the lyrics to Lose Yourself. Don't worry.
0: Back you, Petra. Sorry. Um, it, I think it's the fact that like, I was 12 when this film came out, so I would have seen it on like a a bootleg DVD at the time, passed around like my school. And I've just always had a fondness for it, and I just thought like. It's it's, a, it's an oddity as well. Obviously, like Eminem only ever did one film, vaguely based on his life, and the fact it's directed by Curtis Hanson, who directed L.A. Confidential, and it's I just i just always fascinated by it, and I was like, yeah, I I, I, want, I, I want to talk about a sports film wrapped in hip hop, please.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna get the timer up. Let's do the synopsis. So three, two, one, go.
0: Jimmy James Jr. is a aspiring rapper who works at a steel-pressing plant in Detroit and is trying to get to the next level in his career by getting a mixtape done with his buddies and friends, his crew, part of the free one free. And in Detroit, it seems to be that rap is king that it's, it's the <laughs> battleground of coliseum so whilst he's trying to navigate this existence of trying to get out of this deadbeat living he's trying to make it to the next level as a rapper and goes up against the free world uh battle crew so i'm here to say fuck the free world
2: let's a minute ari you said you know every single word to lose yourself I know the first does that part. make you a fan of this film I, yeah you know the first I, first. I like
1: this film um I know I know the rest of the song when it comes on. I adore this film. It's again, yeah, I watched it the same way from like a, ooh, there goes the diver. <laughs> yep. Um I watched it for the first time the same way Petros did, bootleg DVD, but it was from my cousin cuz in Indonesia we don't really get a lot of these kind of films like in theaters anyway and I was like I was like six when this film came out Uh, so I couldn't see it yeah I was like six or something (laughs) Um, and then yeah my cousin had it on a bootleg dvd and we all watched it like in the middle of the night we stayed up super late because we couldn't have our parents catch us watching you know a film with with like sex scenes and swearing and and rapping (laughs) it's like yeah it was it was a good time it was really like whoa this is
2: so cool (laughs) (laughs) Helen, where you're at on, on Eight Mile.
3: Go, I feel like an ancient granny. So I was like, <laughs> must have been at least 20 when I saw this. I went to the cinema to see this. Um, I saw it at the cinema. Yeah, mm-hmm. seemed to enjoy it there. Um, and uh, I had not seen it since. I don't know why. Maybe I thought I'd got I'd I'd got my fill. I'm not sure whether watching it now um kind of I had the same kind of enthusiasm for it. There's a few things that I'm a bit like. That was a bit kind of cringe, or a bit like, oh, didn't age well. But, uh, what? Um, well, the sex scene is pretty cringe. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind mm-hmm. of I, thought was, I thought it was cringe pretty, then. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty hilarious, it's very and um, it's very TV. <laughs> miscast uh, Kim Basinger, Basinger, however you yeah. want to say it. Um, she's not trailer trash. They didn't even like give her like fake teeth or like makeup <laughs> to make her look.
1: They gave her an
3: a accent. little bit trashy. That's it. <laughs> And, like, spoiler, I completely forgot. Like, the song's not in it. Like, you have to what? wait until, like, the entire credits, and then it's like, oh, where's the song? I wanted to sing Mom's Spaghetti to, like, every line in it.
0: <laughs> um, well, you do. Yeah, I- <laughs> you do get that moment where he's like writing that song yeah, where you, you kind get of get like of it. lines of it don't you yeah, yeah and you get like the the backing vocals that i never knew before it's yeah. like you gotta get one shot and stuff like that one shot
1: one shot, one shot. yeah i remember that i was like what <laughs> you don't hear the whole song um not the whole song
3: No, very sad about that very sad about that and that's- yeah I'm, i
2: think i'm like yourself i mean i saw it i don't know if i saw it at the cinema but i've only seen it once and I think like yourself, I was just like, yeah, I've got it. I've got, I've got the song, what's the the best bit of it. And I'm sure I've gone on YouTube and, um, I mean, YouTube, the battles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of the film for me is a bit, is a bit crap, uh, to be honest. With you. And there's a lot of actors in there that have, who, you know, Kim Basinger, like kind of wasted Michael Shannon's like, Oh, Michael Shannon's in this.
0: Mm-hmm. Why
2: is Michael Shannon in this? Mm-hmm. Well, fair enough. Mackay Pfeiffer, Anthony, um, Anthony Mackie, so he's got some good actors, he's mm. got some good good talent in there. I don't think Eminem's that bad um, as an actor. Certainly, I've seen a lot worse actors. I don't think, you know, in fact, I think he's quite good in this. Yeah. Um, I, I don't understand really why he hasn't done any other films apart from Pro, just thought I can't be bothered. Um,
3: it was apparently quite an intense experience because he's in every single scene, yeah. so like mm-hmm. every single scene he's in, so he's probably like, fuck that, I'm not making films if it means I have it's to me. do this all the time.
2: Yeah, I can imagine that being the case. But yeah, I think there was just bits, I just the whole kind of film just didn't sit together with me that in the same way I think um, as it must have been the first time or maybe it did the first time and I just thought maybe self- subconsciously I thought I don't need to see this anymore because I'm not sure what else I'm going to get from it. Like, I don't understand the story of Brittany Murphy. I don't know why she needs to be in there really. I don't understand kind of the conflict that was going on at home. I don't. I just don't know what was underpinning a lot of the story. Do you know what I mean? I I think they made it too convoluted. I think it could have been stripped down and been been a bit simpler. His strife, his trying to get out, but his circumstances not, not letting him. And, you know, 40 minutes shorter and a few more hip hop scenes, I think would have been good. A few more um, battle scenes would have been nice. But um, yeah, that's where I'm at with it.
0: I, I like the aspect that it's kind of it it, it very much sits in that mold of uh, the first Rocky film. Like everyone hmm. kind of like looks at that franchise a lot of the time with like rose tinted spectacles and think all it is is like boxing boxing boxing. But it's it's the exact same kind of framework that this film plays where it's like the York story. And you're building up to that kind of final bout and like when you in both films when you get to them Like, they're really good. But I think it's the mundanity and the kind of compounding nature of all of the aspects of Jimmy's life that are kind of one by one falling down. Some of it's down to him as well, obviously like uh there there's some underlying anger issues that he needs to sort out. Yeah, there's he's obviously volatile Jimmy. <laughs>
1: there is a, a there is a
0: there is a Jimmy Jones senior who obviously has some answering to do the fact that he's not on the scene and has probably left this young man with a lot of uh, a lot of issues unresolved. But I th- I think I, I, I enjoy I I, I really I, I said like I watched it a lot when I was younger and probably like sure. didn't pick up on all of the other stuff in it. But I think as much as it is a film about like the, his struggle, you get glimpses into how it's like about Detroit as well. And I think like Detroit is like a, a, a really good like character almost. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the, the city itself, because you kind of, he's like a, an avatar for everyone who kind of lives that like it is this still city and like Mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of people kind of are under this pressure of having to work in factories and kind of maybe want to aspire to more and it's, it's just rife with crime and you you get that in scenes where it's like when they go down to burn that house down because uh because a guy like raped someone in there and stuff like that and there are issues of this film i guess one of the ones i'd point out is the kind of derogatory homophobic language but i think Mm. one that's very indicative of 1995 when this film is set and unfortunately is very indicative of hip-hop culture and music up until very recently it's only within like the last 10 years and that's 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 really a push that, that it's been that long that it's kind of like that language hasn't been prevalent throughout that genre it's kind of yeah, like yeah. with the introduction of someone like Frank Ocean that in the mainstream at least yeah, people like, are kind uh, of a lot more even. open yeah yeah
2: yeah Harry, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I don't know have your thoughts changed since when you saw it at 6 to <laughs> Your current age? I saw it
1: at eight, but uh, yeah, no, I saw it two years <laughs> after it came out. Um, it has changed a lot in the sense that I think when I was younger, you were focused on like as we all were sort of focused on the rap part, you know, all the battles, and yeah. that's the thing that we sort of took away. But upon rewatching it, I kind of I really enjoyed the whole aspect of like him and his friends, so like him and Future, um, mm. like, high five his character. Like, I, I really like that. It's a story about friendship and there's this like you know the underpinning of that is like their own masculinity the fact that they can still sort of Com- they're comfortable enough to sort of express that they care about each other without it being a dick measuring contest, you know. Like they still sort of will call each other out on their shit, or they'll still get angry but forgive each other. And I really like. I didn't expect that the second time around watching it. I thought it was just gonna be a super like dude bro film, you know. But um, I yeah no, I really enjoyed that ex- that aspect of it. And um, I can't stop thinking about this one line. I think it's from the last battle, and one of the rappers um in there. There's this one bar where he just goes at Eminem and says he looks like the guy from leave it to beaver and i thought that's i don't know why that got to me that made me laugh it made me giggle <laughs> and it's a great line and even after that after that battle finished eminem was like oh yeah that line really got me like i was that threw me and i was like yeah i love that um but yeah no there's definitely like a lot of like it did not age well and i don't think anybody expected it to anyway but um yeah i i wonder if eminem were to do any films again i wonder if he would consider ever playing a rapper or playing somebody closer to his story ever again it's quite interesting now to
2: to think about well what what are your thoughts helen on that? i mean um i don't know on eminem as a as a as a character as an actor
3: well in I general were you a fan ca- of his
2: music before this
3: uh, yeah, like his first two albums were kind of fun album stuff. Mm. They were pretty cool. Um, I mean, in the, the problem I think I have a little bit like you, Kobe, is he doesn't really have much, there's not much of an arc in this. There's not much of a story. He's kind of like an underdog and he kind of like freezes and he gets the stage fright. But then there's no like steps. Like I don't know if I've kind of like zoned out and I miss kind of like the key moment or the key event that kind of like fixes that. And he, he doesn't really like, overcome much of his kind of like troubles other than like using violence or kind of said it's starting fights and it's a bit like he just kind of goes from being having had stage fright to like being all right because he's had a few fights so I'm not sure whether I just (laughs) kind of like zoned out all that but yeah the story there's there's not much meat to it once you kind of get over the fact it's like Eminem being really good and there is kind of some kind of great like rap battles in there, Mm -hmm. like seeing you know, when the one with Exhibit oh in like, the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's like brilliant. As, as soon as he's kind of like, his presence in there just like elevates it up to like a, mm. you know, like up there and the rest of it kind of feels a little bit flat. So there are some like moments mm. that I kind of like feel really energized, but his story isn't really that fantastic. And I, you know, when she his mom's like oh yeah i want a bingo i'm like oh, i'm just trying to like imagine her like sitting playing bingo maybe bingo in america is a little bit yeah. different to bingo yeah. over here
1: yeah so there's just, like, some things bingo. where
3: i think it's a bit unintentionally yeah. like it's a bit weird
1: yeah got her Your passenger is hilarious in this
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you guys ever watch any rap battles independently of
0: uh, eight mile there's quite a few on youtube you can yeah i, I i've <laughs> entered one. Oh wow oh, yeah yeah and yeah. you
3: do um can we watch it
0: on youtube you cannot watch it on youtube it was a, a bar in brighton and i remember just i've always been fascinated well i've always loved hip-hop music and stuff like that anyway mm. and i think i'd had a few too many drinks and my mates were like I think that's how it starts, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well no, it doesn't everyone else was like drinking like pints Spent of water yeah, yeah yeah like do you know what I mean like they they looked like the guys in this film they kind of had the, the oversized hoodies the baggy jeans a lot of like heads down a lot of uh, flat peak caps on do you know what I mean like uh, fitted caps and stuff like that and then there's me holding a bottle of Magnus or something on stage and I, I got I got what I wanted, which was I delivered a line, which I can't remember at all, but I got a, like a, a, oh, from the crowd, which is, that that was what I went there for, but I, I still lost my, my first round, but I didn't choke. So.
1: He got his mum's spaghetti. That's the, yeah. he got it. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. Is
2: there anything else you guys want to say before we head to the scores?
1: I wanted to kind of talk about how like Eminem he like you said yeah he doesn't change as much during this film but he sort of reminds me of you know how in showgirls um, elizabeth berkeley's character is just angry and then she's okay it reminds me of that where he's <laughs> kind of just like there's a switch in his performance that either he can just be neutral or really angry and i thought that was like is this good for eminem or is this just like good for the context of this film or is it even good at all or is it yet yeah, like you know um yeah, I've been thinking a lot about Eminem as a artist recently. <laughs> Just like I'm not a fan of his current music, but I used to know all the words to the real Slim Shady. So it's it's a very contrasting yeah. thing. What do how do you guys feel about Eminem as like a you know piece of pop culture?
2: I mean, I look again like Helen. I love the first two albums. Um, I think there's some astonishing stuff in there. I think it always works better with Dr. Dre in there uh, to kind of fight off against the, his his vocals. But I think. For me, a lot of the R and B and hip hop culture, I think multiple voices in there make it sound so much better than a single voice. Yeah. F- for me, um, and there's no denying his talent. And there's some. There's one of my favorite documentaries, the Defiant Ones, which is on which is on Netflix at the moment. It talks about Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre. Oh, yeah. It's like a three series long and talks about so you, you find out where Eminem came from and Dr. Dre, and it's really really cool seeing how they. It was essentially he sent a tape tape into lots of people. And one of them was Dr. Dre and Dr. Dre listened to it was like, this kid sounds good. So for me in the back of my mind, watching the eight mile again, I was thinking that he, he has made this demo and it's got to Dre somehow, or the equivalent of Dre in this, in this alternative universe. Um, so yeah, he's great. But I, I think like a lot of rappers, and I guess this is my age as well, Kanye West, no idea what he's doing. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't give a toss. Recent Eminem stuff. Don't care. Yeah. Even people like, again, I, I think it's just my age. I don't, know what Drake is really. Um I
1: don't even know what Drake
3: is. He's and, and Kendrick Lamar.
2: Kendrick Lamar is like again, I think I'm just
3: Oh Kendrick's cool though. good Kend- Kend- no, when I got
2: to 35, I think I was, that was when my new music stopped. <laughs> and then that was it. Kendrick came after that. Oh,
0: no. I've got five years left. That is that what you're telling me, Kobe? It is, yeah. Oh, For damn. me is
2: when when um Zayn Lowe left radio one that's when I stopped listening to new music
1: oh, his, <laughs> his Apple like show Apple radio shows is though. I'm sure it yeah, is yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> the day the music died yeah. for Kobe. Yeah.
0: Um I, I guess the one thing I wanted to bring up is just I find fascinating is obviously Michael Shannon has always looked like a forty five year old man <laughs> and he's too groundhog day he's two years younger than Eminem yeah. in, in real playing, life which is just playing
1: uh, his uh stepdad that's insane
0: <laughs> well, they're supposed to be the same age, right? Because oh, okay. you get it on that. They yeah. um, went to the same school, didn't they? In the same year. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Greg Buell. Me and him went to the same school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, he does it in that kind of uh, oh, yeah. sweet home Alabama rap. Well, yeah, yeah. That's 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 all I wanted to say on it.
2: <laughs> well, let's head to the scores, and obviously, can they'll talk about other stuff uh, in the interim.
1: I'm Sam Clements, host of the 90 Minutes or Less Film Festival, another podcast in the Stripped Media family, a podcast that celebrates movies under 90 minutes long. Each episode, I'm joined by a special guest who selects a movie to join our prestigious lineup. Past guests have come from the worlds of film, television, music, food, comedy, and podcasting. Search for us now on the app you're currently listening to this podcast or join us at 90minfilmfest.com.
3: So welcome to the FlixWatcher scoring system. All of the scores are out of five. You can have decimal places if you wish. And uh, we'll start with you, please, Petros, with your recommendability.
0: Uh, I would give this a 4.2. Uh, just on the fact that, like, I can't fully be like... One, I can't say to like... I don't think everyone would like this film. I think there are there are things in there, like I've mentioned about the kind of... Homophobic language and stuff like that that would put people, especially in 2021, and I don't know, like, but I, I, I do think it's great. I think it for, for a product of its time and like in that mold of a sports movie, does it like does it really well? I, I, I kind of, it's the, it's the Rocky of rap movies. I, I'll say mm. that for sure. All
1: right, I'm gonna give it a three point nine, um, just because I think. For the nostalgia factor again i think that's why i would endorse it but like yeah it's i don't know if 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 you know at least the people i would recommend it to that they they'd seek it out actively they'd be like what are you on about why are you watching eight mile um <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, yeah it's um definitely yeah not for everyone but i'd give it i'd give it a solid 3.9 just for, just for all time's <laughs> sake for for mom's spaghetti in the name of mom's spaghetti um i'll give it a 3.9
2: helen
3: uh, I'm going to go a little bit lower. I'm going to give it a round three. Um, I think it's kind of interesting is if you've never seen it and you're kind of like, interested to see Eminem acting, then that's probably it. But like just thinking about films kind of sort of similar but not similar, like the 40-year-old version mm. is on Netflix. And I kind of feel like if someone was to say, what's on Netflix that's kind of like got rap battles in it, I would recommend that over this <laughs> for people. Sure. Just... Because I don't know, I just feel as though that was like feels a little bit fresh. Obviously, it's newer, but it kind of feels a bit more, 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 more my bag. So, a, a solid three for me.
2: Yeah, I think it'd be three point five. Because I think most people who wanted to see it by now would have seen mm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if someone said, "Should I watch this?" I'd be like, "Well, do you like Eminem in any way, just <laughs> even even in passing?" Uh, and if you do, I mean, "Lose Yourself" is the song that most people would know that's his. Yeah. Uh, even like guilty conscience and stuff, people won't necessarily know that, will they? But lose yourself, we won the Oscar. It's like, do you like that song? If you like the song, yeah. But
0: It's not in What's the, film. the film.
3: It's, <laughs> it's an
0: Oscar-winning <laughs> yeah. song. It's an Oscar-winning song, guys.
2: Most of the songs, most most of the Oscar-winning song, well, a lot of times it's just the song at the end, isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. I can, I can. I'm not disappointed by that specifically. <laughs> um, it's when it's not part of the song. Part of the film, yeah, like, yeah, yeah of, the, of the film, yeah. Um, but they, they crowbar it in anyway. Yeah. Um, Repeat viewing score, Petros?
0: I'm going to have to go lower on this. I would say probably like a 3.2, just because you kind of have to spread out your viewings slightly because it kind of like it it doesn't pack the same punch. And it's that Mm. thing of like, there are certain elements of it that I will now be like watching those rap battles very frequently. Do you know what I mean? Because I do enjoy them and I know there's... There's added ones as well that I think you can find online as oh, well. Nice. Like, and there's they 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 ran a competition that people who are in the crowd were like local rappers and stuff like that as well. And there's Eminem like m ma- like was supposed to mouth raps against them, but couldn't couldn't contain himself when the crowd were cheering that he actually like does impromptu rap battles on the set of the film and stuff like that, which I, I'm definitely sure you'll be able to find on YouTube or, if not, a DVD that you'll be able to pick up in, CX for like a quid or something like that.
2: I think I think I would have quite enjoyed seeing other rap battles that didn't involve Eminem. Yeah. in this, mm-hmm. you know, just the pre ones before before he got on the stage, for example, and yep. the other ones that were in the tournament. It would have been just nice yeah. to, to hear those to kind of see hear the talent.
0: Yeah, um, other people it's
1: sort of like to establish the free world as well, don't you think? Like. To yeah. see what they've got.
0: Well, it's weird that, like, the only people he battles against at the end are, it conveniently from is from the same crew. And yeah. it, it, I don't know, it's kind of a bit like, yeah, even if we got like a kind of karate kid style montage of like yeah just, exactly even just a, the best lines yeah or like a, a hip-hop beat play, yeah just like boom 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 a few different people because you you hear Mackay pfeiffer be like hey next up we got slipping jimmy and bobby bobby joe on the mic What's in watching
2: then, watching too much uh yeah. better call soul right?
0: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> just, just like, two names that came up <laughs>
2: Uh, Ari, repeat
1: viewing. Repeat viewing, I would give it a round two. Uh because I would definitely it'll take me literally, I think another, you know, 20 years to see it <laughs> again. Just because yeah, once you've seen it, you've had your fill. Um I, it's not something I would seek out. Um if I wanted to hear lose yourself, I would look it up on Spotify, you know, like or watch <laughs> or watch, you know, the the official music video for it on YouTube or something. Um but yeah, uh, I wouldn't seek out. Although I'm a huge fan of Britney Murphy, so I might you know, just see it again, just for her, but um, yeah, I'd give it to you.
2: How long, how long of this did she, did she die? I remember it being, I was, I was really shocked yeah, by it. Yeah, um,
1: years after, I think, right? Like early okay. 2000s. Yeah. Uh, which is really sad. She's awesome. And I wish she had some of this, like, you know, some music stuff to do cause she's a brilliant singer. Um But here she was just like a model or whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, ke- I keep thinking that, like, Brittany Murphy, I feel like if she hadn't tragically passed, could have, like, had the roles that uh, Lady Gaga has done. Like, oh, I could have easily born. have seen Hell yeah. Star is Born. Yeah. You even get, like, that... You know, you get that goofy look that got memed of, like, when he's like, I want to take another look at you. <laughs> Brittany Murphy, like, kind of does that with Jimmy. You kind of get those, like, glances that they have <laughs> between each other. So, like, I, oh, yeah, I, I, I want to see a hip hop star is born with Eminem. Well, obviously it's not going to happen, but Brittany Murphy, that yeah. would have been quite good. That would have been would perfect. Be yeah. Well,
2: well, the thing is Eminem would be the older guy, yeah. older on his way out yeah. and discovering a new star. Yeah. Um, Helen, repeat viewing.
3: Yeah. So this is like the second time I've seen it. I'm not really in a rush to go back to it. Um, I'll give it a two, one for each time I've seen it.
2: Yeah. I'm going to give it a two as well. I'll use your, I'll use your exact same uh, logic there. Uh, <laughs> small screen score. Uh,
0: Small screen. I've, well, I've only ever seen it on a small screen, so it's always been, I don't know, a five because it's always been. So I've always enjoyed it on a on a small screen. Um, I would like to see it on a big screen though, because like the cinematography is it is really interesting. it got this. It looks like a film that like could have come out in 1995. It's got like a nice like grain to it and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, but but yeah, I I think it 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 does work well on the small screen because if you've got like a a few friends round and stuff like that. Like it's, it's one of those films where you can kind of like have a little bit of a chit chat and then check back in for the, you can hang out bat- with, you can hang out with the guys. Like you can partake in drinking beers or some herbal remedies. Well, if that's, if that's, if that's your bag, uh, but yeah, I, yeah. I think it, I think it's the perfect like small screen film. Ari.
1: I think it works for a small screen. I'm going to give it a four just because I don't think it'll work like, um, It'll work in like group settings, but I feel like I had a hard time watching it on my laptop, so I switched it to the TV and I paid attention more. um So I think like if if you know other distractions are around you and they probably will be, and I don't think it'll it'll you know it'll give the film its full full respect to to watch it. But um, I'll give it a four. Yeah, it works. It works. It doesn't fully work. Yeah, uh,
2: Helen.
3: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go for a four as well. Um I think, I think it works on a small screen, but um, you know, Curtis Hansen is kind of like would not have attend, you know, intended you to be watching it for your first time like that. So it is quite cinematic and I think the the kind of the musical scenes kind of add that little bit more when it's a bit more kind of surround sound and a bit loud. Mm-hmm. So if 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 it's going to appear somewhere like the Prince Charles, then um, you know make that your preference. But otherwise, yeah, it's all right. So for yeah, it'll be an eight-mile sing-along at yeah.
2: the Prince Charles. <laughs> well, I was thinking that, but would it just be the song at the yeah. end, which isn't, as Helen says, just in the yeah, credits? Yeah, to the credits. Yeah. Um,
1: You'll rap along to the credits. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. Sorry, you said four, didn't you, Helen? Yeah. Um I'm going for four point five. I think I'd like to. I've seen. I've seen. Many different bands and people play uh, "Lose Yourself" live, and I think that's the biggest bit I'd get from the the cinematic experience. But you know, I think I'd still enjoy it. And it would be the Prince Charles. You get to the end and everyone just sing yeah. "Lose Yourself" with the with the lyrics at the yeah. bottom would be, would be quite fun. <laughs> uh, so four point five.
3: spaghetti at the sea. Oh, mum, spaghetti. spaghetti. Yeah. There you go. yeah. <laughs> Spoon. Spoon. No, um, that, that triggered something. <laughs> um, <laughs> the spoons.
2: So engagement score, Petros.
0: This is a difficult one. Um, I, I I don't. I'm going to go four just because, like, if it's on, and because because it is that thing where it's like it's it's back loaded with the like the big battle sequence. It's like, well, if it's on now, I've got to watch it to get to that. Do you know what I mean? So, like, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to give it a four because I would if 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 I was channel hopping and i've watched it twice in like the space of a month so like and and i've enjoyed it both times so like uh yeah yeah i'll go with a four four on engagement score hurry
1: i'm gonna give it a four as well um i started it and i actually paid attention which was rare for me uh (laughs) so yeah i'm gonna give it a four helen uh
3: a little bit lower for me i think it kind of dragged a little bit and we could probably like kobe said like make it a little bit shorter, a little bit uh, snappier.
2: Uh, so 3.5. Yeah, I'm going to 2.5. I think you can kind of lie down on the sofa, press play. And when there's not rapping going on, you can knob about on your phone on Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> um, pay attention when the next rap battle happens. Um, and that gives a noble score of 3.4565. Uh, yeah, pretty much what I thought it would be. Let's head to Twitter, guys everyone do follow us on Twitter. If this is your first time, go follow us. We are at Pod on Twitter. And the main reason to follow us is because every time we do a recording, we put a shout out, asking for your, your input, uh, in a tweet like this. We're reviewing 8 Mile with Cajun Pod and Ariane Anandita. Sorry if I've got your name completely wrong there, uh, from Breadcrumbs Pod. Uh, have you seen it? Tells your thoughts and your score out of five stars with honest shout out on a shout Shout-Out on FlixWatcher. And we had one response to this, um, which is from, well, Petros, can you read the response out?
0: Yeah, so it's from Flix X-Raid. And they said, I still sing his rap too often with my buddies and enjoy it every time. Four out of five. Yes, please. He, he can join Fair my play. crew.
3: <laughs> Strong support from Twitter.
2: Guys, can you tell us where we can find you online and we can say goodbye to everyone who's who's listening?
1: Um so you can find me at Ariane and Indita on uh, Twitter and Instagram or at ADTLM podcast on Twitter as well for my podcast or Breadcrumbs Pod at Breadcrumbs Pod on Twitter.
0: So you can find me at Caged in Pod on all social media sites so uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And letterbox, as well as you can find the podcast on all the regular places, uh, as well as the <laughs> breadcrumbscollective.com where all, all the kind of the groups podcasts are available as well. It's a, awesome. it's not just a podcast network; it's a family, as a, oh. as our as our leader Jonathan would say.
2: <laughs> it's just watching too much Fast and Furious. Yeah, that's it. Uh, well, thank you very much, guys. Right.
3: Thanks so much for coming on. Bye. 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 audio tell them what she sent you
0: you just heard a stripped media production.